Well, well, well. Happy anniversary, Dave. It's our one-year anniversary. One year of this shit. You came up with an idea for some, like, drinking games. Would you rather be trapped in a romantic comedy or trapped in a horror movie? Shag, marry or kill Tom Hardy, Tom Hiddleston, Tom Holland. Right then, folks. All right, love. What will it be? Okay, ready? Three, two, one. The last clap of the series. <laughs> the last clap of the year. Actually, no, that's not true because we're coming back at Christmas. Did you know that the clap is gonorrhea? <laughs> I didn't. This was a revelation to me quite recently. I had always assumed the clap was chlamydia, but no. It is gonorrhea, and I didn't realise gonorrhea was so, I don't know, common? Welcome back to Two Actors Walking to a Bar, everyone. It's our one-year anniversary, one year of this shit. Welcome back with with us, your hosts, David McCulloch and Scarlett Bryant. Hello. That's how we started this joyous episode, talking about the clap. Because we start each of our episodes with, like, a syncing clap, so I can sync up all the audio in the edit, and then Scarlett decided... This is the thing... Um, Marcus, Marcus Churchill, shout out, is currently living with us at the moment. And he said, you should make a note. Safer surfer. You should make a note of when Scarlett says her first, you know, instant utterance of pure filth. Well, <laughs> the second we started is your answer to that, Marcus. I don't think that's that's filth. I think it's factual. People <laughs> might want to know that they maybe have been accused of having the clap and thought, Oh, they're saying I've got chlamydia. No, no, darlings. They're saying you've got the big old naughty gonorrhea. Oh, I kind of sounded like that pixie woman off of Embarrassing Bodies then. I've not seen Embarrassing Bodies. David, you haven't lived. I think I have. I've lived for 30 years. (laughs) And without Embarrassing Bodies, you may as well have not bothered. Well, there you go then. My life has been a waste and a lie. (laughs) I'm such a horrible bitch, aren't I? (laughs) What are you drinking? Old Faithful, Copperberg, Strawberry and Lime. What are you on? When you said Old Faithful, I thought you were going to say Foster's. Well, I did think about it. You did start with Foster's in our very first podcast one Mm. year ago today. Although that's technically a lie because we didn't record it one year ago today. We're not recording this one year ago today. Today? What? I don't know. What what today? Today. Oh, I've what? already confused myself. Uh, I'm on. Well, Drugs. I went to Tesco today. No. <laughs> Sorry. I went to Tesco and I just looked for the cheapest lager I could find, but I didn't want to get Foster's <gasps> oh. because yuck. There was Carling, which is just Ooh, that's uh, worse than Foster's. Yeah. So I went for something called an Innis and Gun Lager beer, brewed with naked golden oats. Crafted in Scotland. Of course, naked. You may as well have just bought Tesco's own. I have a question for you. First question of the episode. This is like mastermind, people. Get me the theme tune. Oh, wait, no copyright. Um, My first question for you is, can you say the title of your play like the southerner that you are? Without a northern accent? It's all foreign to you, isn't it? Because you just never say it any other hey, way, but like no. a Yorkshireman. Hey up, Hitler. Hey up, 
Hit A <laughs> up. Hitler. <laughs> no, it's tricky because it's the phrase AOP. So you mm. can't not say it without a slight. Well, I do, don't I? Think about how I say it. How do you say it? Yeah, but you say things weird anyway. You pronounce my ta- the town I live in Eastly as East Lee. Look, David McCulloch. <laughs> Stop picking holes in my pronunciation when you are Jonathan Ross's love child. <laughs> when it comes how to how very dare you, Wedward Worm Southie East Lee, East Lee, East Lee. But you say it as two different words. You say East Lee. It's Eastly. It's just one word. Potato, potato, sweetie pie. One of them's pronounced wrong. <laughs> no, I regularly have a baked potato with beans and cheese or perhaps tuna. Tuna? <laughs> tuna. Do you like fish? Yes. Oh, you strike me as the sort of person that would be anti-poisson. No, I love fish. Fish are great. Fishy funny. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> ah, and that's the second utterance of filth. Uh, you know. And that's the third. I sounded like a turkey, David. I'm getting in the Christmas spirit. <laughs> uh, apparently the John Lewis Christmas advert is out now. Have you seen it? No. No, nor have I, but they were raving about it on the radio this morning when I was joining the A27. Yeah. That thing. Well, by the time this episode comes out, that advert will be a week old and everyone will have seen it. Mm, I true. I never saw last year's John Lewis Christmas advert. I'm very proud of that fact. And I doubt I'll see this one because I don't care. But you don't watch TV, do you? No, but like people seem to go out of their way to watch Christmas adverts on YouTube and Twitter and stuff. And it's like, why? These are adverts. You're going out of your way to no. watch an advert, which is something that is the thing you skip through during TV programmes. Like Tom Holland was trending on Twitter today because apparently he's voicing Percy Pig. I always get mixed up with Tom Holland and Tom Hiddleston. Somebody says Hiddleston and I think of Holland and vice versa. It's all very peculiar. All these Toms and H's. It's all too much for me. Tom Hardy as well. Oh, that's a bit of all right, isn't it? <laughs> Only in legend, though. Only in legend. And not as Ronnie as Reggie. But okay. Just just to... I don't really have lots of celebrity crushes, but in that particular film, I could see what the hoo-ha was about. Shag, marry or kill Tom Hardy, Tom Hiddleston, Tom Holland. Ooh. I'd go with kill Hiddleston... Shag Hardy, marry Holland, because Holland seems very sweet, but then I do think I would just walk all over that man like a mat. But, <laughs> but he seems very nice. <laughs> I'm literally starting to... Do, we So I think um, you probably got the back end of the conversation, but um, Abigail's party is ruining me, people. I am... Okay. Literally fucking morphing into Ange. I've started to speak like her. I hope I don't morph into mine because the character I play in Abigail's party is a bit of a prick. Just a bit. Just a tad. Do you feel mean? Do you feel mean when you look at me and you're being such a shizer bag? Sometimes, yeah. There's certain. Bits no, you're I... like, this is revenge. The <laughs> only type I'll ever get. <laughs> I'm like, finally, I can be mean to Scarlett and she can't <laughs> do anything back. She can't flick me in the nipple or start. <laughs> Slapping me in the face or anything like that. She can't start hitting me with a belt. Nope. When have I slapped you in the or face? Or just start, I don't it know. It was with your banging. kinky rubber gloves. 
Well, yeah, they weren't rubber gloves. Mm-hmm. They're like worksman's That's gloves what they to help all with say. moving the set. That real hardy worksman that David is, that he needs big hardy man gloves for his poor faux hands. Poundland's finest. You've got quite rough hands for a a a, a has been office boy. I wonder yeah. where you were going with that when you said has been. <laughs> so not only is this our thirtieth episode. It's also our season three finale, and it's also our one-year anniversary of doing two actors walk into a bar, which is also why this episode is coming out on a Friday, because it's the actual anniversary. Are you okay? Yeah. (laughs) But guess what else I thought? 30th episode, who turned 30 this year? It's like it was meant to be, baby. Okay, I'm I'm sure it was. Well, we decided to have our one-year anniversary be be our Series 3 finale because uh, we just have no time to record the episodes while we're Mm. doing this show. But yeah, Mm. we've been doing this for a year now. That's nuts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Three series as well in a year. That's pretty Mm. good. I'm jumping between series and seasons again because, uh, I don't know, why not? I don't know which yep. is which. Let's can we just decide? We're being diverse. I know in England we say series, but in America they say season. And like when we get their TV shows over here, they don't change it to series. <laughs> See, in my head, a series. I would watch a series. In my head, I would listen to a season. I don't know why. Why nobody told me that was the unwritten rule, but that's just what is in my vile, disgusting, filthy brain. Why is that? That there's nothing vile or disgusting about that. Or is it just well, your brain is naturally vile and disgusting? You you confirmed earlier on that I'm an absolute wrong to all the listeners. So why I don't I think and... I confirmed it. I think you confirmed mm. that you're an absolute wrong We We had a conversation on last, week, last week's episode. We had a conversation on last week's episode <laughs> where you said... No, where I said I am actually quite a nice person had nobody realised that just yet i'm I, my heart's in the right place i just say disgusting things my mind just goes straight to the gutter it does yeah that's me and if you don't like it do you know what i say you can piss off oh we're back to the asmr section of the show <laughs> somebody said piss flaps the other day and it really made me giggle because i thought who and that's the fifth on one. what what on god's green earth made someone think i know I'll refer to my nether regions as piss flaps. Stop it. It's just disgusting. (laughs) It is, and yet you've said it several times on the mic very close. Ah. And you've got a Yeti mic, so that's almost perfect for ASMR. Don't do it again. Don't do it again. Give a Yeti yodel, yodelly. Give a Yeti yodel, yodelly, 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 yodelly. Anyway... For our one year anniversary, we we have a theme. We have a theme. We've got themes. Um, we've got questions. We've got answers. We've got games. It's a party, people. Yes, it's a November the twelfth kind of party because you know, November the twelfth, fucking everything happens on that day. Is it Thanksgiving in America? I don't know. I don't know. I wonder who's been here from the get go and hasn't missed an episode. Certainly not Liam Hickey, that's for sure. (laughs) Um, Oh, that would be interesting. If you're someone who's listened from day one, as in they've been listening for the entire year, you tuned in November 12th, 2020, 
and you're still listening to this day and you haven't missed an episode, let us know. Email twoactorspodcast@outlook.com. Somebody, please email us that isn't trying to spam our account or offer Scarlett an Uber Eats discount. Please. <laughs> um. My mum is one of them. My mum has listened from the start. Oh. Hi, mum. Have you listened to all of them besides editing? No, I just listen when I edit. Yeah, I don't re-listen. And then maybe if I'm, you know, feeling a little nostalgic, maybe I'll go back and listen to a past one with a guest or something and just be like, oh, yeah. I think I might go back and listen to episode one just to sound how different, just to sound how different we look. (laughs) (laughs) How many of those have you had? Half. (laughs) Wow. Scarlet's Um, tolerance has gone down this past year. You wouldn't think so, (laughs) considering how much alcohol we have consumed doing this podcast. Yeah. I mean, this podcast has cost us more than we've earned. (laughs) (laughs) In booze. (laughs) No, I'm only joking. Um, We've been brewing our own illegal moonshine. (laughs) If only. (laughs) Um, I I will go back and listen to episode one, because I've not listened to it since... This time last year. We didn't have a clue what we were doing then. And we don't have a clue what we're doing now. (laughs) (laughs) But somehow Uh, we've made it work, I think. Yeah, I think so. Because the, the, the proof is in the pudding. And the pudding is people we don't know from Adam telling us that they love it. And that's the same with anything, really. That's when you know that what you're producing is worth your while, I suppose. Because, mm. I mean, Claire's going to tell it it's, it's fabulous so long as we don't say the C word. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Sorry again, Mum. But it's fine. I, that's the one thing I stopped doing. I stopped saying the C word on this podcast because my mum said so. Yes, I'm a 30-year-old man who still does as his mum says. And so no. you should. Respect your parents, people. Mm. Yeah, I think it's a good thing. Where would you be without our mummies? Well, exactly. So you came up with an idea for some like drinking games. Play along at home, I guess. Mm. Why not? But we had some ideas and you might learn some more stuff about us. The uh, Yeah, the We've chosen to leave it until season three to disclose our deepest, darkest secrets. <laughs> the mysteries within enigmas that are Scarlet and David. Uh, what one do you want to do first? We could, like, mix them up. We could do, like, listener questions between each of the games yeah. and stuff. Could do. Okay. Uh, some of these, I've written down some, like, questions for these games, but some I might just make up mm-hmm. on the spot. Um, but we have Never Have I Ever, Would You Rather, and Two Truths and a Lie. Which one do you want to do first? I don't mind. Ladies first, but men just before on this occasion. Uh, let's do Never Have I Ever, as that's first on my list. Okay. Okay. Here's the thing. So, for those that don't know, Never Have I Ever... We're going to have to make an audible drinking noise or not. Ex- yeah, that's <laughs> what I was thinking. So, basically, when you play Never Have I Ever, you're in a group of people and someone says, Never Have I Ever... And they say something that they've never done. Or maybe they have done it. Who knows? But say, like, never have I ever gone bungee jumping. And then the people that have done that thing take a drink. (laughs) But obviously, that's a kind of visual medium. Because you see people drinking. You're like, oh, tell us about it. And then they tell you. But in this case, we'll have to make an audible 
slurp. So this is the ASMR section of the podcast. Yeah, he fooled you all. Maybe we should go <laughs> into that. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. I've drunk too much of my okay. bloody drink. Oh, I might have to just drink Liam's. Whoops. Whoops. Oh, well. He won't know. Is he there? No. Well, then how would he know that you've drunk? Him? He's a busy bee. He might come back and go, where's my beer and Moretti? And I'll be like, don't know, drunk it. Hee <laughs> hee. Bye bye. Do you want me to start? Go for it, big boy. Okay. Um... Never have I ever lied in an audition. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> that sounded Sorry. horrible. That was your drinking sound. You've lied in mm. an audition. Do tell. We should point out these are probably going to be actory based, but maybe we'll have real life ones. I don't we know. We absolutely will. Come on. I'm not going to be sticking to rules. That's just not my <laughs> cup of char. Um, I lied about having read a play that I hadn't. Oh, shit. In that case, um, I'm going to drink too because I've definitely done that. (laughs) I've definitely done auditions. I think this was back in uni where it's like, have you read the play? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, it was good. I think the characters, this, this and that, blah, blah, blah. All I'd read was my speech that I had to learn and that was it. I can't think of an example because uni was years ago. Okay, you go with uh, Never Have I Ever... Never have I ever. Oh, you can tell Scarlett did not prepare these in advance. Never have I ever fancied somebody that I've shared a stage with. Um, I think back to plays I've Curiosity done. killed the cat. Um, does it count if I've been on stage with a current girlfriend? No, it's got to be like a a secret, <laughs> okay. inconspicuous kind of crush. A secret, inconspicuous kind if of crushes crush. crushes can be inconspicuous. That's, I don't think I have. I've done plays with, like, you know, lasses that I found attractive, but I don't think I've ever fancied someone that I've been on stage with. Do you mean in a kind of, like, where you've played somebody's partner on stage and then the... Feelings that you're acting out mature into real feelings or you don't know what's real or what's fiction type um, thing. Yeah, but then likewise, maybe if it was just the case that, I don't know, say you fancy, fancied Lady Bracknell, even though it was a man. Uh, Lady Bracknell was a man in his 60s, oh, wow. 50s? I don't know. <laughs> Could have insulted him now, I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think I have. I've been in shows where showmances have developed with other members of the Mm. cast. And let me tell you, it just makes things very awkward for everyone else. And it's like, oh, God. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. You're going to do it? You've had a showmance? Yes. Or fancied someone who, who, who dished the dirt? When I was an angel at preschool, I really wanted to be a cow. But they wouldn't let me. But surely the angel is the better part in a nativity than a cow. The cow costume is fucking amazing. I wanted to be a okay. cow. And I don't know what cows were around, really, when Jesus was being burst from the vagina of Mary. But not the point. Um, <coughs> I really wanted to be a cow. That's just how it's written in the Bible, that. <laughs> and I really fancied Joseph. Oh. <laughs> how old would you have been? Three. 
Oh, that's sweet. You had a little little toddler crush on Joseph. I had Joseph. a little boyfriend. I gave him a little kiss under one of those tables where you had the little magnets and you used to make the little cars go around with the magnet things that like linked under the table. Do you remember them? Uh, yeah, I think I know what you're talking mm. about. Just about. Yeah. Huh. Was that Joseph or was that someone else? Randy, three-year-old. No, I think that, that was Joseph, as far as I'm aware. <laughs> Randy, three-year-old. That's six. <laughs> I'm tallying up all the terrible, filthy things you say. I think we're on six. Ooh, no. Never have I ever purposefully tried to make someone else laugh whilst on stage. Drink up, Scarlet. I will also drink. <laughs> trying to make an audible sipping noise whilst also hitting the microphone. Um... Uh, who wants to go first? We've both done this. We've both tried. To, we've both been very unprofessional and tried to make people laugh on stage. Mm. I mean, I was directed to make you laugh on stage. Okay, that one doesn't count because you were told to. Because that was part of the direction. Have you ever tried to do it where you're not supposed to make someone laugh on stage and you have? I think the answer to that would be yes. But I don't know that it was my intention. I was... The intention was to make the audience laugh more, but the fact that said person didn't know what I was going to say and I said it and it was outrageous and they had to tense every fibre of their being to stop themselves from corpsing. I suppose that's a bit cruel. I should have warned them. But it wouldn't have had the same reaction. What was this moment? I don't know whether I've mentioned it already, but... um... I think you've mentioned it to me, (laughs) if this is what I'm thinking of. You've mentioned it to me, but you've not mentioned it on the podcast yet. <laughs> so um, it was a uni performance. I was playing a young woman that had just had a baby. And my friend was playing an older lady with dementia um, who is wandering off around the rooms and the corridors and stuff and lets herself into my what would you call it? Like hospital bay, like where my bed is with the curtain around. She lets herself in. She sort of comes into my section and um, it wasn't scripted, but I sort of jump like, oh, you scared me sort of thing. And said, oh, you nearly scared the placenta out of me. (laughs) (laughs) Why did you say that? Why? Well, because it was just the sort of thing that my character would have said. Um, Uh, Was it though? (laughs) Yeah, she just had a baby. (laughs) And if the placenta hadn't come out yet, it sure did then. Ladies out there, if any of you have had babies, would you have ever have thought to say, you scared the placenta out of me, if somebody made you jump? Well, you wouldn't want to say shit, would you? I mean, people will accept it if you'd just given a birth, that you did actually (laughs) scare the placenta out of them rather than a poo. (laughs) (laughs) Just slithered down my leg. Oh, dear. Poor, poor Katie. She just looked at me like it was like her soul left her body for a moment. Like, you (laughs) fucking bitch. (laughs) It was very funny, though. Um, And totally worth it. And good on her. She actually didn't corpse. You would have. (laughs) (laughs) I've tried to make you corpse on stage, but I realise that's almost impossible task. And also, if you realise that I'm trying to make you corpse then you just give as good as you get. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I ha- there was a show that I did. I did a production of The Tempest many, many years ago. 
back in the days when I was in the amateur amateur blah, 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 amateur dramatic scene, um, me and this guy Matt were doing the Tempest. We were playing the Lords Antonio and Sebastian, and for some reason, on the last day we had two shows, and we decided to have a competition to see who could make the other corpse the most. And he beat me four points to two, I Ooh. believe. Very unprofessional. I don't know why we did it. I think maybe we were bored. If anyone knows The Tempest, the lords are the most boring characters. So what we did to make them interesting was we just made them incredibly camp. <laughs> he did his best Jeremy Irons impression. And we just had a we had a blast. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> made the most of two-bit characters. Nicely Pretty done. Pretty much, yeah. I've actually got really bad crump. You've got cramp right now. Yeah. Stretch Where? it, love. Stretch it in my calf. Oh, how have you been sitting to get yourself cramp? Just with my leg out flat, but I think I sort of pointed my foot and, and it shot up the back of my leg. Ooh, uh, missus. Do you know what fixes that? Stealing one of Liam's Birmaretti's. Good idea. <laughs> And he won't know because he doesn't fucking listen to the show. No. You bastard, Liam. Right then, mate. After the same again. Lawrence, would you put a record on, please? What would you like? Demis Roussos. Oh, no, Beverly. Ange, do you like Demis Roussos? Ooh, he's lovely. Tone, do you like Demis Roussos? Yeah, I do. Sue, do you like Demis Roussos? Oh, I don't know him. There you go, Lawrence. Angela likes Demis Roussos. Tony likes Demis Roussos. I like Demis Roussos. Susan would like to hear Demis Roussos. So, Lawrence, can we have Demis Roussos? Black Box Theatre Company presents the Mike Lee classic Abigail's Party, which will be touring across the south of England from the 20th of October through till the 4th of December. For a full list of venues and to book your tickets, head on over to www.blackboxtheatrecompany.com. Should we use this as an opportunity to have some listener... Listener questions. Yes, okay. Who do we want to go for? Fush. Um, (laughs) I don't know why I said it such a stupid ass way. I have Um, a few questions from our most recent little guestatron panel. let's Let's go for that. Right. Would you like your personal question? Uh, the question. Well. The question for me is be kind of weird. Um, or I'll take the question that's meant for you, and you can take the question that's meant for me, and we'll answer each other's question. Sure. <laughs> so, for those that don't know, I well, I assume these are questions from the band Rotaries, mm-hmm. who, by the time this episode comes out, their EP launch night that has been rescheduled would have happened. Mm. Touch wood. If it hasn't, Future Dave will be back to let you know. But it should have happened and it's sold out, which is amazing for them. Unfortunately, we can't go because we're doing a show. Yes. Boo. Boo. But we did get to experience a bit of live Rotary's action. The music we have in the podcast, the full song is called Panhandler and we're in the music video for it, which is quite a nice little Easter egg, I think. And it's a cracking music video. We both had fun. We did. Working on it. And it was um, put together by a guy called Tommy 
Oh, Tomey. Say his name. Tomey. Say his fucking name right. Ah. Um, it was put together by a guy called Tony Palmer. And Palmer? Check out... <laughs> Pal... <laughs> what? There's an L in there. Tony Palmer. Is that how you pronounce it? That's how you pronounce it. Is it's... it? Christ. I thought it was Palmer. Christ, what's wrong? Palmer. Palmer. Pal... Tony, get in touch and ask. And what, t- what, do you or, or call the, what do you call the palms of your hands? Palms. Shut up, you, you liar. Pen- you gotta pronounce the L. As if do you go, now I will the take my of- penis in the palm of my hand. <laughs> Eight. <laughs> I am tallying this up. I feel like I should every episode. Uh, Hannah, would you please pass me a piece of avocado into the palm? Of my hand. No, but not not over the top with the L, but so you can actually hear it. It's not a silent L. Palm. That is, you that is. Palm. Tony Palmer Photography. Go check him out. He's the guy that did the music video for Road Trees. Who knew, Tony, you would create such controversy with your name? <laughs> no, you haven't. It's just Scarlett having a go at me for how I pronounce having things correctly. Having a go! <laughs> I'm just pulling right. your big long legs. So, Rotaries have submitted some questions for us. Yes, I'm going to go with your one first. Are there any podcast hosts that you particularly like or admire and anything you have learnt from them on how to present? Well, one of my favourite podcasts is The Weekly Planet, which is hosted by two... To, uh, oh, fucking hell, I'm not even drunk and I can't pronounce normal words. The Weekly Planet, it's an Australian podcast about movies, comics and TV shows because I'm a big old nerd and it's hosted um, by two Australians because it's in Australia and they're both mates and even though it's an organised podcast, it just feels very... It just feels like two mates just chatting and I kind of liked that slapdash feel slash quality of it even though it's not slapdash at all um yeah there you go well there we are i think that i think being like just two friends just talking Mm. and just kind of riffing off each other i think like they've got because it's um james mr sunday movies and nick mason um is that his christian uh, name (laughs) James Mr. Sunday Movies. Yes, that's his Christian name. <laughs> um, no, it's his YouTube handle. Um, but he's like the main host and Nick is the co-host. And so James is the one that has all the topics and everything. And then Nick kind of reacts to it naturally, essentially. Like he's hearing it all for the first time. And then they just kind of riff off each other and just chat. And it's fun to listen to. Mm. Yeah. I think I think that's it. just listening to podcasts where people just talk it's not scripted do you remember when someone thought that our podcast was scripted from someone who clearly had never listened do you want to know who but obviously actually i think you did know who didn't you i do know who yeah i know and you know if you're listening which you're not because you think this is scripted you (laughs) foolish boy (laughs) um there you go that's my answer yeah I don't have an answer because it wasn't a question for me because I can't present. Um, but <laughs> yeah. So that's what Rotaries think of us. Mm-hmm. Having been on this podcast, I think, well, David's the presenter and Scarlett is... Just the, the joke. There. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think 
what you were saying though about being two friends I do think there's something equally endearing but funny and all those things about the fact that it's friends chatting because it reminds mm. people of their own relationships with their friends and stuff like that. I mean, I'm sure most of your friends don't speak to you the way I speak to David, but we're not going to nope. get into that now. Um. <laughs> she flicked me in the nipple when we were doing the get out for a show last week, like right on it for no reason. How many of your friends do that? I was trying to take him back to his roots. One of his his first girlfriends used to do it. So, you know, to tell me no, secrets she, like no, that and no, off I go. No, that did that. Oh, God. <laughs> Only joking, only joking. Secret Moving safe with me. Um, I would... <laughs> it's not. <laughs> and that's what's ironic. Um, oh, I, God. Yeah, I think they, the fact that we're comfortable with each other. Can you imagine trying to host a podcast? With, like sometimes, and this is no disrespect to any... I can't of... imagine hosting a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect to any of our guests that are listening, but... The majority. But she's about to yeah. disrespect you. No, the the majority of you, we met for the first time to record, and That's true. Until the drinks get a flow in, it's not always like plain sailing because a you speak over each other. David and I do that, but we both do it, and so it's allowed. Um, and it's just we don't speak of, over each are. other. <laughs> We get all carried away, and and then we're both like, no, 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 which is fine, but getting used to the speech patterns of somebody you you don't know is is just different. Mm. Can you imagine trying to host a podcast with somebody you didn't know? Yeah, that would be weird, wouldn't it? Or someone that you only knew like online through like DMs or Messenger and stuff. That'd be odd. Uh, shall I go for the question for both of us, or the question for? Oh, is there two for both of us? Oh. What's the What's the question for you? The question for me is, out of all the accents that you do, what would you, <laughs> what would you say is your best, favourite, easiest, hardest? Best, favourite, easiest, hardest. What's your best accent, Scarlett? I think general Scottish. I'd say that Scottish, yeah. And what was the other one? Best favourite, easiest heart. So what's your favourite accent to do? I'd um, say probably Scottish as well. Yeah, because they sort of come hand in hand, don't they? And then easiest, Scottish, because you can just slip into it. <laughs> easiest, Portsmouth. <laughs> well, that's your natural accent. Oh, yeah. Well, you're from Portsmouth. So. <laughs> um, hardest, I think. So before the 39 Steps... Um, I contacted Chris asking him where he wanted one of the characters to be from. And he said, the black country, a Birmingham accent. Um, so I was like, oh, I don't know if I could do that and not, not maintain it for any amount of time anyway. Um, but I had something to prove because he was taking me on as a rank amateur, a rookie, no less. Um, Fresh out of university. So I didn't have the ghoul and the gumption to say i can't sorry so i taught myself it and for a long while i sounded south african and then it just clicked <laughs> i watched the ah there used to be a, an old sitcom with noddy holder in it and amanda holden when she was really young noddy holder and amanda holden 
Yeah, Noddy Holy. That's just oh, that there's got to be a joke in there somewhere, I'm sure. But how do you how do you teach yourself to to do a new accent? Um, I is it just listening to TV shows and copying? Sort them? of, yeah. So, um, was I started with the Grimleys? So my parents were like, they were brahmi, give it a go. So I was like, okay. So I watched it, and South African was coming out basically. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was Wolverhampton. So there was a, a sitcom out a few years back called Raised by Wolves. Um, and I really liked it at the time, like when it was being released really regularly. Um, they've not brought out a new series in years and the um, the kids in it are all grown up. So they won't, I don't suppose. Um, but it, really good. Give it a watch if you haven't done anyone that fancies it. Um, but yeah, I I basically nabbed it off of there. It's just getting the 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 intonation on the ends of sentences like pinging up. It just it the way that they speak is different. I mean, the way they speak anywhere is different. But I had spent. I mean, maybe it's just in my genes. I have a Scottish smile after all. <laughs> um, but I do have Scottish family, but not that I've spent a lot of time with them. So. I did as a very young girl, um, but not as I grew up. But it's just one that's always sort of come out naturally. Whereas, like I say, I've never actually spent a lot of time with anyone from Birmingham. So I hadn't had the opportunity to pick anything up from anyone. Mm. And so it, it just took practice and perseverance. And what I did find really peculiar was because it wasn't one that sort of came naturally to me. There was a bit in the exchange between the woman on the train and Richard Hannay, and the woman on the train was from Birmingham. Um, And then a moment where David's character as the train guard came on, and you were sort of more Yorkshire-based, your accent. I don't... I remember that scene. I don't... It was one of those moments where, because when we did the 39 Steps, I played over 20 different characters or voiced over 20 different characters, and I just had to pick... A voice, and I realised, oh, I don't have to just change my accent. I can just change my voice completely. So I started talking like this instead. Oh, hello, I'm the train guard, and started talking like that, and realised I can go anywhere with my voice. And it was like a slight <laughs> Yorkshire accent, but uh, I'm just straining my vocal cords to, uh, to sound like this. <laughs> I am available for said... voiceover projects and animations. If anyone is listening. David McCulloch on Mandy.com, voice actor. <laughs> I need the work, please. Shameless self-promotion. Um, but if you can't do it on your own podcast, then where can you? Exactly. I'm a bit Scottish. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we, Dave used to come on in this... Ridiculous this voice. Accent. Yeah. Um, and it used to really... I would then start... There was a few occasions where I would slip into his accent. It was really quite... Surreal because yeah, I I never fortunately it was one of those moments in the like, you know you get sort of sticky bits in a play don't you that never they never sink in like the rest of it you're always wary of those lines Mm. and I throughout the whole run I I always had it in my head because in rehearsals I'd slipped out of Brummy and into what you were doing so I guess that makes me a bit of a mimic it has to be. I have to take it as an impression from somebody else, maybe. But isn't that what all actors, in a way, we're mimicking other people? So that, Yeah, we're borrowing. <laughs> this That's is what some... the best actors do. So one thing that um, 
in series two, one of the two episodes where we had Chris Hawley on the podcast, he mentioned <laughs> about um, his mate Tony, Anthony Hopkins, and how <laughs> he used to steal things from other actors or borrow them or use them or whatnot. And it was our first performance of Abigail's Party. We did it at Weymouth College. And there were a load of students in the audience and there was a Q&A afterwards. And Chris mentioned that anecdote about how actors, you know, steal things <laughs> from other actors. And one of the students in the audience just went, isn't that plagiarism? And it was like, <laughs> yeah, but we all do it. <laughs> yeah. You've been doing your studies for too long, girly. Uh, we all steal <laughs> from everyone. Do you want our, our, our together question? Oh, fucking hell, we're still on the Rotary's questions. Yeah, can you believe it? Fuck me. Yeah, okay, yeah, let's have our together question from Rotary's and then we'll move on to another game. How would you... Oh, God, this is fucking well hard. How would you describe your podcast without using the word podcast or actor slash actors? It's an audio pleasantry that is hosted by two people that happen to be friends... And also share the same profession in the arts, <laughs> who chat shit, offer absolutely no solid advice, <laughs> can be enlightening at times and sometimes quite sweet. But the rest of the time, it's all crazy, crazy, crazy cats and kittens. Ta-da! That's the new title of the podcast for Series 4. <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> Um, oh, got my turn, but that was so good. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. I love you um, too. How to describe our podcast? Um, two, uh, two creative art professionals, two creative arts professionals get drunk and give you an audio experience like you've never had before. Mm, sounds sort of rude. Nine. <laughs> Because <laughs> I know what you were thinking. Another drink for your love. This podcast is sponsored by WeAudition.com. WeAudition.com is a revolutionary website with loads of fantastic and useful resources for all you wonderful actors out there. On WeAudition, you can find a rehearsal or self-tape partner instantly, audition and take general meetings on video chat, get career advice from a wide range of industry professionals and you can even earn money for rehearsing with other actors. So for all the listeners of Two Actors Walk Into a Bar, we've got a cheeky little voucher for you. Everybody loves a voucher, don't they? It's 25% off a pro membership. Two Actors, 25. T-W-O-A-C-T-O-R-S, 25. Shazam! Would you like another game? Yes, I'm so ready for a game. Okay. I'm slapping like a seal. I say drinking games. I've now run out of drink because I only had two cans. Let's have a drinking game where you don't drink. Well, I don't drink because I was a fool and ran out. So the next game we have is Would You Rather? Who wants to go first? I went first for Never Have I Ever. So do you want to go first for Would You Rather? That's the jingle yes. for this section of the show. <laughs> oh, God. This right. episode is going to be five hours long at this rate. Would you rather... <laughs> oh, no. What? Uh, no, I'll make it, I'll make it nice. Um, I'm about to say 13. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
take your time. It's just me that's got to edit out all these pauses. <laughs> okay. Would you rather have to have a mullet shaved into your hair for the rest of your days on this earth or have really bad audible gas every time you went to a funeral? <laughs> Wait, okay, so would I rather have a mullet forever? <laughs> forever. Or have even like in your box with a mullet. <laughs> or have really bad audible gas at funerals. <laughs> so when they're like lowering down But they wouldn't know it's one of me your because loved ones. You're like <laughs> How would they know it would be me? Because everyone can smell it. They won't know it's me. Surely everyone sat on your pew or whatever it is that you go to. to. I'm an actor. I pretend it's someone else. I'd be like, can you smell that? Mm. Or I'd just be like... <laughs> if it was really loud, it gives it away. Fine if it was silent but violent. But if it's literally riveting out of your butthole, <laughs> then there's no hiding it, David. <laughs> um, but then you could, I could go to funerals of people I don't like and just fart... <laughs> And be like, yeah, fuck you. I never liked that bastard anyway. I think I'd have that one. I think I'd rather fart audibly and violently at funerals because then I would purposefully go to funerals of people I don't like who are absolute bastards and deserve to have someone fart at their funeral. That's not you using it as like as a justice. Yeah. Power to the puffs. Perfect. Good, good. Have you got a question for more? Uh, yeah, mine are, <laughs> mine are actory based. Boring. I know, how dull. Uh, which one am I going to go for first? Okay, I'll go for this one. Would you rather lose weight for a role or gain weight for a role? In muscle mass or... Fat percentage. Uh, so someone's asked you to put on weight or someone's asked you to lose weight. There's no like... What, not, you're not going to say which... They're not, there's, there's no like gaining muscle or getting fit or anything. It's either get fat or get thin for a role. Just based on the fact that I'd rather not have any permanent sort of stretch marks or scars or anything from the putting on weight. I think I'd go lose weight, but I think I'd look quite ill if I... I, I worry my face would go a bit gaunt. And I I don't know. Oh, that's such a tricky question. Tricky, tricky, tricky. Because I sort of think losing weight doesn't necessarily make you healthier. Mm. If it was being done safely by a professional and I had the insurance of some sort of um, fitness trainer and dietitian... Mm. Um, I'd do either. Wouldn't phase me. Scarlet being all sensible with her answer. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd have thought? That's it? a thing. We do, do we ask each other the questions that we come up with. So, would you rather have a mullet or fart at funerals? 
because women don't get <laughs> mullet or women don't typically have mullets no they don't and so my question is only suitable for you sweet boy no 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 would you rather have a mullet for the rest of your days or audibly fart at funerals i'd rather have a mullet because i know that my mum and liam will always love me no matter what oh boring Well, Even I will fart think. at your funeral in response to that. <laughs> <laughs> and that was just what I wanted to hear. I'll tell you what, if I die before you now, if you don't turn up at my funeral and fart, then I'll haunt you forevermore. <laughs> okay, if you die before me, I promise, I hand on my heart, Scouts, Cubs, Vulcan Honor, whatever, I will come to your funeral and I will fart all the way through. <laughs> that's how much of a friend I am. I will gladly oh, do that. That is heartwarming. <laughs> and and seat-warming. Warming. Oh, there we go. <laughs> very good, very good. And in answer to the question I gave, I'd probably gain... I'd rather gain weight for a role. Because I can just... I just would eat a lot and stop exercising, and that's easier than not eating, because <laughs> I like food. And then I oh, yeah. once, the, once it's over, I just really get back into exercising and eating like you know body coach meals and stuff get you get this boy some sponsoring he not only come on joe wicks sponsor yeah lives his life looking like you (laughs) but promotes your goods on my hair doesn't go as curly as joe wicks sorry just looking at more of my rude would you rathers Uh, rude okay best start the tally up again let's hear let's (laughs) hear one come on no no it's all right i'll go for a sensible one but it's not really i suppose you it could be in a play or we'll go it's would you rather be trapped in a romantic comedy with your enemies or trapped in a horror movie with your friends horror movie with friends easily yeah why the fuck would you choose anything else yeah That's so obvious. I'd choose a horror movie with my friends. Because we'd just probably be taking the piss and be like, you might die. Hmm? You might die. Nah, I'll be all right. They might slash your throat. Who, my friends or the the horror movie guy? (laughs) Well, that could be be the twist in the tale. They aren't your friends at all. No, you say a horror movie with my friends. So I'm thinking, well, all my friends are filling all the parts and they're not going to kill me. They might be listening to this and thinking... We would. But I wouldn't want to spend time with my enemies, especially not in a romantic comedy if I've got to be forced to pretend to be romantic or comedic with them. What about you? Romantic comedy with enemies or horror with friends? Romantic comedy with enemies because I don't have the... Any friends. <laughs> so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're a cock. Um... I don't really have. Mm, oh, oh, ah. Uh, you don't have any enemies? Ooh. So just be a romantic comedy on your own. I was going to say, own. I don't have any enemies. I sort of feel like my enemies probably don't know they're my enemies. But then, that, but then if you're in a romantic comedy with them, they'd be trying to be mm. all romantic and stuff with you, and it's like, oh, but they're my enemies and they don't know. So that just makes it awkward. Mm, yeah, true. But I've, I don't have the nerves for a horror film. My, me, my mum and dad watched Mama the other night. Mama? Look it up. It's got Jessica Chastain. Yes. And Nicolaj Costa-Waldo, who plays Jamie Lannister in Game of Thrones. And some other people. And it's directed by Andy 
Oh, God. Muschietti. Andy Moose Knuckle. <laughs> God. 13. So, oh. okay, I've got another one. <laughs> Would you rather be... Let me try that again. Would you rather be in a film that critics love but audiences hate or be in a film that critics hate but audiences love? Ooh. What do you want, integrity or popularity? Integrity. (laughs) So you'd rather be in a film that critics love but audiences hate? Yeah, because I feel like you'd still earn a fair squid off of it because people would take what the critics say is gospel and some people would just say that they thought the critic was right because they believe everything that comes out of critics' mouths. But the audiences hate it in my scenario. So they might disagree or with critics. every single last person hates it. Or just the majority. The... the mm. I don't know, because I sort of think to myself, there's things that people have been in that audiences love, critics have hated, and people then just get typecast for the rest of their lives as that thing. Okay. Because it just, it was a sellout. So if you couldn't get a nice review from a single critic, even though it was a a sellout, viral, most watched film on Netflix ever, it might earn you a few Squidwards. Unless you were a nobody and took a flat fee expecting to get no sort of royalties or um, those things where you carry on getting paid. Um, Residuals. That's the one. I don't know if they do them anymore. I can't remember. We might have already mentioned this on a previous episode. Fuck, I can't remember. We've done 30 of these episodes. But Mm. like the Friends cast, they could make like a fucking like millions a year from yes you did say that. i've already said it oh well yeah you already mentioned only a couple you've mentioned the sonic story a few times about rolling down the stairs so it's fine <laughs> let's see if people have been paying attention when we repeat ourselves yeah what about you i would do a film that audiences love but critics hate because i imagine it would be a very popular film that would make a lot of money that then other studios would be interested in hiring me for other work that might be more critically acclaimed and stuff that I'd want to do. It would be a kind of one for them, one for me type thing. So I'd Mm. do a big budget. I'm just going to assume that the ones that critics hate that are big budget blockbusters. And then that would get popular. And then other studios would be like, hey, you're in that popular thing. Come do our film and bring some of that audience along. And so I would do it that way around. And then move on to more critically acclaimed stuff. Well, there we go. We sit opposite sides of the fence once more. But I would go into the more critics love stuff, but I'd have done the big budget thing that pays the bills and gets me a a wee bit of popularity that then allows me to be a bit more picky with future work, if that makes sense. Look at me knowing the studio system. (laughs) Another one for you, miss. Shall we go to questions from somebody else? Uh, we've had questions from former guests on the show, other former guests. Daryl Draper, he sent a lot of stuff. <laughs> Ooh. He also had an idea of what he wants us to cover in our next year of podcasting. Ooh. He wants us to cover the best plays of the last three years 
and some of mm. the most memorable stage characters of all time. Oh, that's cool. The best plays cool of the ideas. last three years. I mean, I don't think I would have been able to... Oh, there's fucking fireworks going off in the background. Sorry, everyone, if you just hear boom, boom, boom in the background. Oh, I'm... I, I... It's David twerking. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> boom, shakalaka, 619. Best plays of the last three years would be quite tricky because I haven't seen enough plays. And plays are expensive to go to. And they're all in London. I say that as someone that had a play in London. Aop Hitler. That's one of the best plays in the last five years. Or three years or whatever. <laughs> Most memorable stage characters. That'd be good. We don't have to have seen it. It could have just been best new writing. He's got some questions for us. What makes a good podcast? Tips and tricks for beginners. Scarlett, what makes a good podcast? I think I've already kind of um, mentioned it. But I do think... I do think having a good working, mixing work and play is important. Yeah. So finding somebody that um, you can count on mm -hmm. in a professional capacity and then you can also count on as a friend and support wise as well. Like if something goes horribly wrong, you don't need somebody turning around to you and being like, you're a fuckwit. I'm always pulling, I'm I'm pulling the weight and, and you're just coming along for the ride. Do you know what I mean? You you yeah. need a harmonious relationship. Um, there's been times where things have gone wrong with cordons and stuff, and David's been like, "Please forgive me, Scarlet, you old harridan." <laughs> but I'm actually I'm 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 quite a chilled person, to be honest. Like, if it goes wrong, it goes wrong. It's a shame, but <laughs> do you know what I mean? We we move on, mm. and more often than not. He has found a way of resolving things. And so I'm grateful for his ability to do that and just knuckle down and get things sorted. Yeah. Um, sometimes things have gone wrong that he hasn't informed me of until he's resolved I tell you? the problem. Shall I tell you about that? No, no. Did I reveal that moment of when something really <laughs> went wrong and I had to... Uh, we pre-recorded an episode and I won't tell you which episode it was but we pre-recorded it with a very special and influential guest. And You're all special influential guests listening. Exactly. So you won't know who, who we're talking about. My hard drive died and I sent it off to the data recovery experts as that was under my warranty. Where were they based? The Netherlands, I think. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was the Netherlands, yeah. And so I had to wait even longer because the hard drive had to be quarantined in case COVID had stuck onto it and it's journeyed to the Netherlands or whatever. After the allotted time of 45 days, I messaged them and said, hey, any update on what's going on? They were like, oh yeah, we should be able to send it to you on this date. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I got an email. We couldn't access it at all and recover any data from it. So sorry. And I was like, oh, that's, that's a load of shit. And basically, so we record our audio all separately. Scarlett's audio was on our OneDrive. Our guest's audio was on my phone because they sent it via WhatsApp. My audio, unfortunately, was on the hard drive. It was lost in the Netherlands. It was lost in the <laughs> Netherlands. The Netherlands, that should be. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily, we had a backup recording, which was the Zoom recording. And where did the Zoom recording get stored? Yes, that's right. It got stored on my hard drive also. <laughs> so what did I do? Well, I'll tell you, dear listener. I got into the editing software. I thought you were 
you're going to say Delilah then? <laughs> I synced up Scarlet and the guests' recordings and I listened to their recordings. I And luckily, the guest we had on, you could just vaguely hear us through their headphones. So I turned the volume up exported it put that new audio file in the editing software racked the volume up again exported that <laughs> rinse repeat rinse repeat till i could just about hear what i was saying typed out everything that i'd said sometimes it wasn't Jesus. audible so i had to guess based on what scarlet and the guest had said and then i re-recorded pretty much everything that i'd said in that episode <laughs> but here's the thing i know people that have listened and no one's noticed <laughs> and that's people why he's an actor but the thing is we couldn't re-record with that guest because this guest is very busy a very busy person but yeah there was an episode of our podcast with a guest where my recording was done separately <laughs> and by separately we mean three months later <laughs> yeah three months later <laughs> fucking hell that was so bad but it was fine and the episode has done really well and people have responded well to it. But what was good about it was the guest did most of the talking. Thank mm. fuck. My answer to the question about tips and tricks for new podcast beginners, new podcast beginners, I know what I meant, would be don't skip out on the editing. So mm. I've heard some podcasts where they just put out the Zoom recording in audio format and that's it. You need to go in, you need to edit and you need to try and find a structure to the episode in the edit. One thing that I've found quite useful, because I do the editing for this podcast, and I give it to Scarlett, and then she cuts out and trims some other stuff as well. But having, like, the little sound clips that we do, like, you know, the barman and barmaid and stuff. That is not a barmaid. That is a bar gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> A bar wench. Oh, no, no, that's not right at all. Oh, that's one for me. Uh, <laughs> but having that helps break up the episode and, yeah, just treat it like an treat it like an episode of a TV show or an audio drama or something. Find the structure in it and, the, I guess, narrative in a way. Um, don't just put out the Zoom recording. And also, if you just put out an unfiltered recording, then... Um, you've uh, got all the um, awkward... Oh, for God's <laughs> sake. Oh, <laughs> you know this is I mean. fucking painful. Was he really losing his thread that badly? <laughs> you've got all the awkward ums and ahs and pauses and stuff, which I tend to cut out mostly. Mm. Um, so Yeah, because there's an element of it making it, it... It still has to sound like a natural conversation, but... Yeah. But it's got to be entertaining. I as think well, we're yeah. I think our the way that we speak is fairly pacey anyway. But we both do it. There'll both be times I'm terrible for going. Oh, what's their name? Uh, oh, uh, what? What's the word? I can't think of the word. Get me a thesaurus. Of the two Same. of us, you put pa- you pause the most and you um the most. <laughs> I know this because I see it in your audio tracks and I've now started to recognise before I've even got to it when you're about to say um in when I'm going editing the episode and I see the audio, you know, waves and I'm like, that's an um. There, yep, it is. <laughs> Cut that out. Speaking of something else that you must notice a lot, that I didn't until we started doing this and somebody mentioned to me who listened that I didn't know that I have got 
like a distinctive laugh and I didn't know this do, and yes. they were like there's a way that you laugh <laughs> and you sort of yeah, it, it's the end of the laugh. You sort of like... I think because... You almost... You reflect on the earlier laugh with your final laugh. Like a... Oh, that was good. <laughs> uh, no, that one. It's that one. It's that one, yeah. <laughs> Just did it. I think because sometimes... <laughs> it's that, it, it is. It's that bit. And sometimes I use that laugh as the end of a section. And <laughs> so it's like... Oh, and it fades out that... <laughs> really embarrassing is oh, we've taken the great. piss out of jimmy carr's laugh on this fucking podcast and it's no better than if i sucked in it would just be the same as oh. <laughs> it sounds nothing like jimmy carr's laugh you can do it <laughs> oh he's being dragged off by a hot air balloon <laughs> i like it when you do that it's one of my best impressions Along with Elmo. Do it. Oh, I'm not going to do, do Elmo because Hannah do will have it, a go at me. It. It's too loud. Okay, fine, I'll do it. What do you want me to say as Elmo? Say, your mother sucks cocks in hell. <sighs> 13. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to... You can't go. I wonder if... Oh, I wonder if I could make a career out of reading The Exorcist in the voice of Elmo. Maybe I'll do that on TikTok or YouTube. <laughs> Try it. Why not? Um... Would you like another question? No, I want you to say your mother sucks box <laughs> in hell in Elmo's voice. I'm waiting. I'm not going to do that. Oh, David. Oh, well, you're pulling a sad face. I guess I have to do it. Yes. No, I'm not. Oh, you fuck with I tell you what. If What's another one that you do? If enough people moan and complain, I'll do it in the Christmas special. That'll be coming Christopher out. Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. Would you want me to say your mother sucks cocks in hell as yeah. Christopher Walken? <laughs> I tell you what, if if listeners, if you're good and you kick up enough of a fuss, I promise I'll do them both in the Christmas special that we have coming up. It needs around Christmas. to be a season finale treat. No, it's David. a Christmas special treat. This episode is a season finale treat. We've still got fucking loads to get through and we've been going for like five hours. Will it ever end? Oh, okay. This is a good question from Daryl. Daryl Draper, previous guest on the show. What have you, what have you learnt about the industry, the acting industry, in the last year? That when a global pandemic hits, there is no fucking industry. <laughs> <laughs> so anyone who's listening to this in a hundred years' time, and you've got another yield strainy and you're all laughing to stay at home because you're pooping your pants that the germ's going to jump on you and live in your throat and then kill all your family christ <laughs> just to let you know if you want to be an actor forget it at least for 18 months <laughs> sorry that was a really horrible answer but would you expect any less from me david give us a bit of optimism baby i don't know if mine is optimistic I've learned in the past year that the industry can be both really supportive and really cutthroat. Just look at just go. look at Twitter. <laughs> I have seen people on Twitter, you know, have be really proud and be like, "Oh, I've got an audition or I've got an acting job and stuff," and people be really supportive. And I've seen the other side and see people on Twitter be a little bit bitter and be like, "Oh, I don't like seeing other people." Do well. That's so fucking miserable. I don't like that. I don't like that one bit. If you're one of those people that tweets about 
disliking the fortune of others, then you need to go and see somebody. I've seen people that have posted about their own successes, but then won't support other people with their successes. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. I think I've said to you before, I can be more delighted than to see somebody else doing well because... I love it. I think that's great. It means our industry's getting back up and we're all yeah. in the same bullpen as it were so when you see someone actually get a part in something it's like fucking that's fantastic there's hope for all mm. of us yeah why why wouldn't you especially like i mean if you were at an audition and you're going up against somebody and you really thought you'd fucking smashed it out of the park there's going to be an element of natural human instinct that's going to make you a little bit disappointed that it wasn't your it wasn't meant to be it wasn't your chance mm. but to not know anything about somebody yeah exactly just move on get back on the horse and and try the next go sooner or later something's got to give and and you'll get you'll get something somewhere do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um and you'll think what was i worried about after all um but to not even know somebody from adam just follow them on twitter or something and then to get a part in a play and it to be like and you to feel bitter about that. Yeah. What's wrong with you? I personally think just get rid of Twitter. <laughs> it's a terrible no, place. That's no better than finding out that somebody else is fucking having a baby and you being like, that's not fair. I want a baby. That's so fucking, <laughs> that's so like playground drama, isn't it? I just yeah. think, come on now. We're all adults, aren't we? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You could quite describe me as one of those. <laughs> what, an adult? Yeah. She's allowed to drink alcohol. Should she? Maybe not. <laughs> Should she have a podcast? Maybe not. <laughs> Should she leave the house? Maybe not. <laughs> Another realm for your love. Let's do a game. This is our last one, I think. It's two truths and a lie. I've only I've only got one, unless you make me make up one on the spot. Have you got any two truths and lies? Yes, but you're going first. Oh, shit. That means you haven't. Okay, so you've got to guess which one is... There's two truths and one lie. So you've got to guess. And listeners at home, play along. Um, so you've got to guess which which of the ones I'm telling the truth and which one is the lie. And this is another actively one because I couldn't think of anything else. Uh, so here they are. I've been married on stage. I've had sex on stage. I've died on stage. Which are the truths? Which is the lie? I've been married on stage. Yes. I've had sex on stage. Yes. I've died on stage. Yes. Right, well, none of those things would have really happened, but simulated all of them, if that makes the sense. The lie is the death. The lie is the death. Why do you say that? Because I'm sure you've had sex on stage, and I imagine you've probably been married also. You are wrong. Ah, <gasps> You died? I have died on stage. It was in my GCSE exam... In Journey's End, I played a soldier who died at the end of the play. So I died on stage. And yes, I mean, my character actually died. Not that I actually died on stage like I was shit. Although I probably have. (laughs) Um, So which one's the lie? That I've been married on stage? or I think I've died. Have I died Married. I'm trying to think. Have I died another time on stage? Yes, I have. I was in a production of And Then There Were None. I got shot on stage by um, a, a cap gun. And so I had to fall over and die then. Yes. So which one do you think is a lie? That I've been married on stage or had sex on stage? Married. That is also true. 
I have been oh. married on stage. It was in a. I swear you've had sex on stage because you dropped that girl. <laughs> <laughs> no. So uh, I was married on stage in a production of One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest where I played Billy and I get married in quotation marks to a prostitute and then we go off stage to have sex but that doesn't actually happen on stage the play you're referring to i did a the simon stevens play birdland in edinburgh and i don't actually have sex i don't simulate sex on stage what i do is that me and this other girl we start making out taking off top layer items of clothing I then lower her down onto a bed. I then go off stage and then the lights change and she rolls over and she's next to someone else, indicating that she had sex with my character and then moved on to someone else. What you're referring to about the dropping part. So what happened? It was in the second performance at Edinburgh. I didn't realise you'd performed at Edinburgh. Yeah, to about not many people. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was this 90 minute play about sex drugs and rock and roll at like 10 30 in the morning it wasn't very well timed but yeah so there was a bed at the back of the stage and basically it was in the scene transition where i start making out with the actor that played my girlfriend and we're kissing and we're moving to the bed and like i take off my jacket my hoodie and my top and i well she takes off those items are clothing for me. I take off her top and she's still got, you know, a bra on underneath that stays on um, for the purposes of this scene. And what I do, making out Thank of her goodness. and then I lean her onto the bed. But here's the thing. When you're making out with someone, you don't have your eyes open because that's weird. So I kind of... Even when it's a stage. Exactly. Yeah. And the audience might see and they'd be like, why has he got his eyes open? But what I did was in the scene transition, I kind of... I thought of you staring into her soul was just <laughs> hilarious to me. <laughs> I, I line her up. So I'm like, I've got the trajectory of where the bed is. So we're making out and throwing items of clothing off each other and I start lowering her down. And I'm thinking as I'm doing it, I'm like, the bed seems a lot lower than it did yesterday. I kind of open one eye and realise, oh shit, I've missed the bed. I'm lowering her down onto the floor next to it. And I panic and I release and I drop her. No. I drop my friend on the floor. And And his guts. (laughs) But I managed to pick her up and we kind of, to the audience, it just looks like we're drunk and fumbling about and whatnot. But to me, it felt like I dropped her on the floor and there was an almighty clang in my head. I just thought, oh shit. And there was a look in her eyes of, you fucking dropped me, you fuck. And I managed to pick her up, kiss her and shove her on the bed. And I walked off stage. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, but it was implied that our characters had had sex, but the act was never performed on stage. What's your two truths and a lie? You've had plenty of time to think about it. I have. And yet... Correct. Where is it? Here it is. Go on. <laughs> Ready? You're, you're making this up on the spot, so it's going to be really easy to tell the lie. My bed sheets are yellow. <laughs> making this up on the spot. <laughs> I... Go on. ...can play the recorder with my nose, and... Third one's the lie. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh. you're really struggling to think of something. If it was a real thing, you'd be able to just... Like that. 
but it's the third one. The third one's a lie. Whatever it is, whatever you come up with, I can see your face and you're really trying to think of just something random. My You've been to the moon. Oh, it's a lie. My grandfather had a heart attack and died in a national park. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh God. Um Well now I feel really bad for saying that. <laughs> But I don't think you'd reveal that. That's the lie. I don't think you'd reveal that on the podcast. It's a lie, isn't it? No. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's right, people. I wasn't emotionally attached. I met him once in my lo- living memory, so it's all good. Um, in that case, your bedsheets are yellow is a lie. No. Oh, so it's the recorder then. <laughs> well, I just assumed that has to be true. That sounds like some <laughs> shit you'd be able to do. <laughs> fooled you you thought you knew you were wrong another one for you sir we had some questions from previous guest christmas guest emily slade um one of the questions one of the questions was what's the funniest thing either of you ever said in the pod i don't know i've got all the episodes were a bit of a blur What's the funniest thing, do you reckon, we've said on the podcast? Hmm. There was something you said that really tickled me. Wow. In the final episode of series two. Clitoris of the throat. (laughs) (laughs) That was mine. I can't. can't, Is that what I said? Clitoris of the throat? No, I said that. Oh, 15. (laughs) You said awaiting twile. Over and over again, oh, yeah, which for did, whatever yeah. reason really made me laugh. Waiting twile, waiting twile. You said something else about Barry Island, but I can't remember what it was. But I've written Barry Island hilarious, David. Thank you very much. So something about that Barry Island. Maybe it's my. You must. Maybe it was your Welsh accent. I'm not good at a Welsh accent. I've been to Barry Island, but you don't like Gavin and Stacey, do you? But what's that got to do with it? I don't like Mrs. Brown's boys, but I'd still like to go to Ireland. Wait, you don't like Mrs. Brown's boys, but you'd still like to go to Baghdad? Where did you hear Baghdad? I said Ireland. Oh, I thought to myself, you've got your accents mixed up, love, because it ain't set in Baghdad. I'd make it a lot better. <laughs> uh, no, I, went to, I was in Wales once and I was staying near Barry Island. So we went there. And honestly, it's one of the most depressing places I've ever been to. Isn't Wales just quite depressing? It's very grey, isn't no, it? Uh, Wales is quite nice. It is quite grey, but then isn't everywhere in, in the UK. Isn't everywhere well, west yeah. of England I always grey. feel like going crossing the border, though. You expect something slightly more exotic, and it's absolutely not. It's the same with Cornwall. Cornwall, Wales, uh, Scotland... Ireland, you expect them all to be a bit jazzier when in actual fact they're exactly the same. <laughs> That's the shit that we live amongst here. But yeah, I went to Barry Island and it feels like the aftermath of a zombie apocalypse, but all the zombies have been Ooh. killed and it's just really dull and depressing. But a seagull attacked me and tried to steal my chips. Did it shit on you? No, it didn't shit on me, but it got fucking close and we were just sat eating chips on a bench and there was just a <laughs> load of seagulls. It did feel like an Alfred Hitchcock film. It was all just stood on the beach, the just edging closer. And I was like, oh, this is how I die. I'm Barry Island <laughs> by a fucking seagull. <laughs> Why didn't you say that last week as you planned to die? That would have been hilarious. Pecked to death by a seagull on Barry Island. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another fun question from Emily. What's your come dine with me menu? Oh, 
For those that don't know, Come Dine With Me is a show in the UK on Channel 4 where people go around each other's houses and somebody cooks for them. And then they all give them low ratings and then whoever wins gets money. Do we actually have to be able to cook these things or what that we would like to prepare? Well, yes, you're the one. We've never tried You're it. the one cooking, so yeah, you'd have to cook what is on your menu. Otherwise, <laughs> it's going to be a bit shit, isn't it? This is my <laughs> but menu. Do you have to? Have, but I can't make do it. Do you have to have cooked it before? <laughs> you have to know how to fucking cook it. But do you have to have cooked it. I. I you fuck it cook from scratch like you've never fuck it cook coco van if you've never done it before <laughs> why not um my starter would be garlic mushrooms nice on toast on focaccia with like mm. cheese melted over the top mm. in david's kitchen you get fucking avocado on toast as your starter there you go i'll do avocado on toast as a starter it's like a breakfast dish you could do nachos you could just <gasps> get some Shit, doritos no, I, can, I do it. i do make really good nachos i do nachos there you go i do a mexican style because for my main i'll do fajitas as that's a bit of a staple of mine oh i'd have done fajitas oh, too late I said. we can go to each other's one um my main why don't we do is... a couple's come dine with me but a podcast edition Ooh, so you have to have podcasts idea. with two hosts and they have to cook for each other. Let's do that. <laughs> Any other podcast listening, you know, get your co-hosts out and we'll, we'll cook for one another. <laughs> that sounded very rude. <laughs> Innuendo. Get your co-hosts get your out. Get your co-host out, love. Um, my main would be good old sausage and mash. <laughs> Nice. And peas and gravy. Onion gravy. Mm. Oh, that's good. Onion gravy. Ooh. I'm really bad at pudding. I can never make it set, whatever the fuck it is. I've never really been able to make pudding. I even tried to make a fucking bird's like packet trifle in lockdown and I even failed with that. I just couldn't mm. make the fucking custard. It turned into like toffee. I think I'd probably just do ice cream. That is so lazy. Oh, fuck off. I just made fajitas. Yeah, but you wouldn't make the ice cream. You'd just scoop it out of a haagen thing. Sorry, but I don't <laughs> kill the chickens and pluck them and like cook them that way. I buy them from a shop. I want you to churn the milk for the ice cream. <laughs> I don't pluck the chickens. I don't cut their heads off and let them run around for a little while. Sorry, any vegetarians or vegans that are highly offended by that comment. Do, do you make up your fajitas? Like, do you put put it all in the wraps for them and do the wraps up and everything for them? Or do you let them dish it up themselves? I let people dish them up themselves. I prefer it like that. But my dad likes his assembled when I do it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm not very good really at... really annoying. I'm not very good at the wrapping part of it when making any kind of, of wrap, to be honest. We'll expect a baby in the next nine months. I'm not very what? good at wrapping up. <laughs> 15. Ah, that's definitely Is 17. It? I thought we were on 15. Mm-mm. What were the other two? I don't know, but you said 13 about four times. <laughs> oh. It almost makes it funnier. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, you seriously just going to go for ice cream? <sighs> I'd try and make a tiramisu, but I've never made one before. Okay, I'll tell you what. I'll try and make a raspberry mousse. Because that's something that my grandma used to make, and it was very tasty. And I think Aww. I think Hannah has the recipe because she tried to make it, and she did really well actually. So it must be around somewhere. I'll give that a go because I'm getting criticised for ice cream after I've made nachos and fajitas. Don't criticise my lifestyle. Any more questions? 
Jacob Frieda on Twitter. Favourite acting memory. Go. Putting you on the spot. Go. That means quick. Quick, 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 quick. Say your thing. Say it. Bum monkeys. Bum monkeys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't give any context. Just say bum monkeys and let people yeah. go, what? <laughs> go back to an old episode about losing your lines. <laughs> bum monkeys. Isn't it funny that we did the losing lines episode? Yes. Before we knew about... Oh, we're cutting that. <laughs> Isn't that funny, though? It was funny, yeah. Just ignited every horror in our brains. Um. Oh, God. Oh, fuck. It's had to be quick, but I don't know what my... I don't know what my favourite acting memory is. Oh, I'll tell you what. My favourite acting memory is probably... My favourite acting memory is probably my first acting job, which was Meeting Miss Austin by Two Time Theatre. I think it was the fact that I was like, holy shit, I'm getting paid to do this. And there's a one of my first lines is where I say, I am a perfect beauty. And as I said it, the audience just burst out <laughs> laughing and I looked, gave them a stern look and they laughed even more. And I was like, ah, oh, that's quite funny. That is funny. I think it was one of those <laughs> pinching moments like, shit, I'm actually getting money for this. Fucking hell. That's so rude though. How dare they laugh? I know, but it was funny. It was, it was almost like perfectly timed. So well done, audience. You gold, gold star. You got me. We've been going for a while. <laughs> I feel like we should probably wrap this up. This is why I knew that, you know, if if we came in with too many questions, we, we wouldn't answer them all. And we haven't answered them it's all. It's true. It's true. I have one last question for you. you one last question. I'm trying to think well, if there's any yeah. good ones. There's still stuff from previous guests. Um, uh, Chris Hawley, we had him on the podcast. What's the best piece of advice as an actor you've been given? Mine's probably from Chris Hawley. Stop mugging, David. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with the same theme. Remember, the character is human. <laughs> uh, but I did have someone write to me about their favourite favourite moment of of the series so far. Ooh, I've had one as well. Who is this it person? It was... I don't think I'll disclose that. Oh dear. They said, the Danny still cock up <laughs> and that trailer sticks out to me. <laughs> it sometimes comes up on Facebook and makes me laugh ingenuity out of a bad situation (laughs) so thank you danny Steele, union management (laughs) providing the goods that was that was a a fun episode where we had danny Steele on and at the very end of the episode we realized he hadn't been recording which was like (laughs) oh no but luckily we had the zoom recording as a backup and because of that it meant i could put together a very funny trailer to, <laughs> to to um, promote the episode. So it all worked out quite well. I have, um, it's from previous guest and girlfriend of mine, Hannah Kate Harrison. Favourite moment of the year is the Eater O'Brien episode because as an actor, it made me think about A, what I say I'm comfortable with and what I'm actually comfortable with. And that is all mm. down to the assumption that if I tell someone I'm not okay with that, I'll lose my job. But actually, things are changing and amazing women like Eater are paving the way for people to be honest about their bodies and what they are comfortable with. Mm, It is good because we had a conversation with um, a co-star of ours who said David asked a similar question about would you rather lose weight for a show or put it on? Um, And they said neither because like Eater O'Brien said, you can say no. Yes, that is true. And you shouldn't have to do stuff with or to your body if you're not mm-hmm. comfortable with it. I'm going to follow up 
with a silly question. Let's end on a silly note. From the same lady, Hannah Kate Harrison. Oh, she didn't tell me this. <laughs> okay. She would like to know what you would do, David. Oh, no. If you woke up tomorrow and she was a trunk. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> okay, let me explain this utter annoyance. Come on, open the door and go, Hannah! This utter annoyance. Apparently, what she means if she would be a trunk is if she woke up with no arms she said, and no she, legs. She, she, yeah, she iterates. Yeah. No arms, no legs, just a trunk. It drives him nutty. Classic Dave having a rant hilarity. <laughs> I don't even know why it started, why she ranted. She just randomly said, what would, what would I do if she woke up with no arms and no legs as a trunk? And I don't know how to respond to that. And she continues to ask me that just randomly. Just as we're heading off, just as we're heading off to sleep. Just lift her on and off. 16. Um, or 15. <laughs> Fuck knows what number we're on now, Scarlett. Um, and yes, that's just an utter annoyance. I figured what you'd do if you woke up and found her with no arms, no legs and no stumps. Like nothing, nothing had been removed from her body. She wasn't bleeding out or anything. Her limbs had just miraculously disappeared. I figured what you'd do is take her to the nearest shoreline or swimming pool, chuck her in and say, Bob. Are you suggesting if my girlfriend woke up with no arms and no legs, I'd throw her out to sea? Correct. Last orders at the bar. Last orders at the bar. Well, well, well. Happy anniversary, Dave. Happy anniversary, Scarlett. We've been doing this for a year and we're still going to continue doing it. For another however many you've got to come until the last listener stops listening. <laughs> and even then, we're still listening, so fuck them. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> well, we are. This isn't the end of us for this year. We're going to come back. We're taking a bit of a break now because oh, we just don't have any time to record. And it just worked out well that it was the year anniversary. But we're going to come mm -hmm. back for a Christmas special. What have you enjoyed about podcasting for a year, Scarlett? I do think I don't. I think we'd have kept in touch anyway. Mm. And as work has panned out, it's meant we would have. Yeah. But like. I think, like I've said before, our conversation just never dries up and it has facilitated us. I think we started this as really good friends. And now we've ended it as enemies. Yeah, I've just annoyed the living shit out of you for the last year. So I put the nail in that coffin of friendship. That's the nail. <laughs> there you go. Um, I say it's given us an avenue to be more creative and come up with new ideas and expand on the industry I guess we've spoken to some amazing people we'll hopefully continue mm. to speak to more amazing people and it's allowed our friendship to grow as well in ways it probably wouldn't have if we didn't do this podcast and we only met sporadically on stage and mm. stuff like that but it's been yeah. fun and the fact that people have enjoyed listening to our witterings on has been <laughs> an extra bonus and also it's allowed us uh, saying about all the people we've spoken to we've spoken to some fantastic people we never would have had the opportunity to 
converse with mm. were it not for this and we've you know been able to provide great content for our listeners but also great content for ourselves because it's been you know yeah. some of those guest episodes i've just been kind of like holy shit this is amazing i'd have i'm just yeah. sitting back and listening as an audience member even though i'm actually producing the show and hosting mm. it and stuff but yeah it's been yeah fun. i think it's a very overt way of networking mm. But founding relationships with people that you may never have crossed paths with otherwise. I've been grateful for every moment. It's been good. There is a, as much as I, I whinged about Twitter earlier in the episode, like five hours ago, whenever the hell it was, there's been some <laughs> good behind it. And there's a really good community of podcasters out there. I have found the podcast community is really supportive regardless of how big or small the shows are. Early on as well, we'd been informed that it was quite cliquey, but whether we've just not fallen into said cliquey traps or what, Mm. I don't think we've noticed that. Yeah, I've really enjoyed this past year, and I'm glad it's something that... Because we could have just done a few episodes and gone, oh, that was a bit of fun, but nah, fuck it, let's not bother anymore. The fact we've kept going and been committed to it, Mm. I think has shown that there is something good here. As much as we ramble on and don't have a clue what we're doing, there's, there's some <laughs> there's some genius in there. Just really got to search for it. It comes with the the territory that we are the people we are and we're not going to sort of filter or pretend to be something we're not mm. because it wouldn't be the podcast that it is if we did do that. It's so interesting to me that it, in a time, in some pretty dark times, it's allow for us to have a creative outlet Mm. but also we are nothing but ourselves yeah this isn't a front this isn't us doing our job this isn't scripted this isn't us playing a character this is scarlet and dave doing and being scarlet and dave and i actually think that's at times equally entertaining as when we come out with our fucking weird characters (laughs) So think yourself lucky, people, because you don't actually have to pay for this part. <laughs> That's true. But if you do want to pay to see us, then uh, catch yes. Abigail's party touring the <laughs> the south of England now. That boy, he'd sell ice to an Inuit, and I love him for it. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, anyway, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for listening, you kind, kind souls. You make it all worth it. Indeed you do. But yes, it's been fun, and we will be back later. Well, we're back at Christmas time. Don't know when. When, whenever we, whenever we can be asked. Really, fuck it. It's our show. We do whatever the hell we like, as you probably <laughs> can tell from the past thirty episodes yeah. of content. But we'll be back next year for another series of shows. Who knows what it will mm-hmm. be? See you when we're feeling festive. Yes. Goodbye, everyone. And from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much for listening and being a part of this madcap journey with us thank you very very much and thank you david for being you and thank you scarlet for being you no matter how (laughs) inappropriate you can be you love it good night everybody it'd be boring without (laughs) indeed (laughs) what you still doing here go on sling your hook see you later davy boy see you later scarlotta we'd like to give a massive thanks to rotaries for our soundtrack and to Megan Sickers for our artwork. And an even bigger thanks to all of you choosing to listen to us waffle on. Find us on all social media platforms and make sure to subscribe to us because we're actors. We need validation.
have a message from Miss Scarlet. Yes, to celebrate the one-year anniversary of the two actors walking to a bar podcast. <laughs> and and my message from Miss Scarlet is, is your mother sucks. <laughs> oh my God! Here we go. It's it's your mother sucks cocks in hell. <laughs> That's the message from Elmo. Elmo's available for all audiobook readings of The Exorcist. <laughs> and I, David McCulloch, am available for all good voiceovers. <laughs> uh, fucking hell. There you go, Scarlet.